Let's read together 1 Samuel chapter 28. Now in this chapter we read of David's dilemma of having to fight for the Philistines against his own people. And we also have the account of King Saul consulting the witch of Endor. Let's begin by reading the first two verses. 1 Samuel chapter 28, the first two verses. Now it happened in those days that the Philistines gathered their armies together for war to fight with Israel. And Achish said to David, you assuredly know that you will go out with me to battle, you and your men. So David said to Achish, surely you know what your servant can do. And Achish said to David, therefore I will make you one of my chief guardians forever. Let's begin our study of this chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 28, with some background notes. We saw in 1 Samuel chapter 27, one of the low points in David's walk with the Lord. Instead of trusting the Lord for his security, David went down to the land of the Philistines and joined himself to the pagan king Achish. This was not a step of faith in David's life, as we've seen. David did not consult with the Lord, and the Lord certainly did not direct David to turn to a pagan king for security. Listen to what we read about David in Hebrews chapter 11. I'm reading Hebrews chapter 11 beginning at verse 32. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight, the armies of the aliens, Hebrews 11, verses 32 through 34. Now, what acts of faith are listed here for David? Well, think of his acts of righteousness, verse 33, in twice sparing the life of King Saul. Think of his being mighty in war and putting foreign armies to flight, verse 34 of Hebrews 11. But notice there is nothing here about walking by faith in the land of the Philistines or by faith submitting to the pagan king Achish. And now here in 1 Samuel chapter 28, we see what David's lack of faith leads to. David is expected to go with Achish in battle against Israel, David's own people. What can David do but agree? What a mess David has gotten himself into. And Achish decides to keep his eye right on David by making him his personal bodyguard. David is facing a dilemma of his own making. Meanwhile, King Saul is shaking in his boots because of the Philistine threat, and the Lord will not answer Saul's request for direction, as we see in verse 6. Saul had turned away from the Lord. And so Saul turns to the world of the occult in order to get some kind of answer. And that brings us now to our doctrinal points for 1 Samuel chapter 28. Doctrinal point number one. Spirit mediums cannot contact departed spirits. Spirit mediums cannot contact departed spirits. Verses 3 through 14. Now Samuel had died, and all Israel had lamented for him and buried him in Ramah in his own city. And Saul had put the mediums and the spiritists out of the land. Then the Philistines gathered together and came and encamped at Chunam. So Saul gathered all Israel together, and they encamped at Gilboa. When Saul saw the army of the Philistines, he was afraid, and his heart trembled greatly. 
And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord did not answer him, either by dreams or by Urim or by the prophets. Then Saul said to his servants, Find me a woman who is a medium, that I may go to her and inquire of her. And his servants said to him, In fact, there is a woman who is a medium at Endor. So Saul disguised himself and put on other clothes, and so he went. And he went, and two men with him, and they came to the woman by night. And he said, Please conduct the seance for me, and bring up for me the one I shall name to you. Then the woman said to him, Look, you know what Saul has done, how he has cut off the mediums and the spiritists from the land. Why then do you lay a snare for my life to cause me to die? And Saul swore to her by the Lord, saying, As the Lord lives, no punishment shall come upon you for this thing. Then the woman said, Whom shall I bring up for you? And he said, Bring up Samuel for me. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out with a loud voice, and the woman spoke to Saul, saying, Why have you deceived me? For you are Saul. And the king said to her, Do not be afraid. What do you see? And the woman said to Saul, I saw a spirit ascending out of the earth. So he said to her, What is his form? And she said, An old man is coming up, and he is covered with a mantle. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel, and he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed down. Occult practice was banned under the law, as we read in Leviticus chapter 19 and also Deuteronomy chapter 18. Now, one of the good things that King Saul did, as we see here in 1 Samuel 28 verse 9, was that he cleansed the land of mediums and spiritists. But now Saul himself is consulting a spirit medium, because the Lord would not answer him either by dreams or by Urim or by the prophets, verse 6. No wonder the Lord wouldn't answer him. Saul had turned away from the Lord. You can't expect the Lord to give you answers if you're unwilling to obey him, then or today. Remember the Urim and Thummim were probably two precious stones which the high priest would use in some way to determine yes and no answers to certain questions. Now comes the big question. When Samuel appeared, was it really Samuel or only a spirit that took on the appearance of Samuel? In this case, we believe it was really Samuel. But this was a unique case. This was why the woman was so surprised as well. The witch of Endor is very surprised. Normally, mediums contacted what the Bible calls familiar spirits, that is, demonic spirits that are familiar with the departed person. These familiar spirits can even mimic the voice and appearance of the dead person. It can be very deceiving, then and today, because these familiar spirits know a lot about the life of the departed person. That's why they are called familiar spirits, and can communicate that information through the medium. So it can be very deceiving. Even the mediums themselves are deceived. The point is that spirit mediums do not contact the actual spirit of the dead person, but a familiar spirit. However, in this case, it was different. God allowed Samuel to actually come back from the dead to pronounce Saul's judgment and death. So this was a unique case. Normally, the evil occult practice of contacting the dead or calling up the dead involves contacting spirits which are not the spirits of the dead persons at all, but they are familiar spirits 
which are part of the evil demonic spirit world. The fact that they communicate nice thoughts about the hereafter is all part of Satan's master plan to make sure that people don't learn about hell and judgment after death. The Bible says it is appointed unto man to die once and after this the judgment, Hebrews 9.27. Spirit mediums cannot contact departed spirits. Doctrinal point number two. Spirit mediums are under God's sovereign control. Spirit mediums are under God's sovereign control. Verses 15 through 25. Now Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? And Saul answered, I am deeply distressed, for the Philistines make war against me, and God has departed from me and does not answer me anymore, either by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore I have called you, that you may reveal to me what I should do. Then Samuel said, So why do you ask me, seeing the Lord has departed from you and has become your enemy? And the Lord has done for himself as he spoke by me. For the Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hand and given it to your neighbor David. Because you did not obey the voice of the Lord, nor execute his fierce wrath upon Amalek. Therefore the Lord has done this thing to you this day. Moreover, the Lord will also deliver Israel with you into the hand of the Philistines. And tomorrow, you and your sons will be with me. The Lord will also deliver the army of Israel into the hand of the Philistines. Immediately, Saul fell full length on the ground and was dreadfully afraid because of the words of Samuel. And there was no strength in him, for he had eaten no food all day or all night. And the woman came to Saul and saw that he was severely troubled and said to him, Look, your maidservant has obeyed your voice, and I have put my life in my hands and heeded the words which you spoke to me. Now, therefore, please heed also the voice of your maidservant, and let me set a piece of bread before you, and eat that you may have strength when you go on your way. But he refused and said, I will not eat. So his servants, together with the woman, urged him, and he heeded their voice. Then he arose from the ground and sat on the bed. Now the woman had a fatted calf in the house, and she hastened to kill it. And she took flour and kneaded it and baked unleavened bread from it. So she brought it before Saul and his servants, and they ate. Then they arose and went away that night. In this unique event, God allowed the real Samuel to communicate with King Saul. We read in 1 Chronicles chapter 10, verse 13, that one reason for Saul's coming death was for this very act of consulting a medium. I'm reading 1 Chronicles chapter 10, verse 13. So Saul died for his unfaithfulness, which he had committed against the Lord, because he did not keep the word of the Lord, and also because he consulted a medium for guidance. 1 Chronicles 10, 13. We certainly see that God does not consider getting involved in the world of the occult as a minor matter. Now notice that in all aspects of this event, Ultimately, God was in control. The spirit medium thought she was in control, but God controlled her and the familiar spirits. Her powers of contacting and consulting with familiar spirits did not work that day. And God controlled exactly what the results would be. Spirit mediums today think that they have certain powers and can pronounce curses on people and know the future. It is only as God allows. There are many cases on the foreign mission field, as well as in this country, where the power of prayer of believers 
overcomes the powers of spirit mediums. Illustration. You know, I was involved personally in a situation with a group of Christian teenagers some years ago who were confronted with a high school teacher who was a spirit medium. She was getting a number of unsuspecting kids involved in witchcraft. To make a long story short, the Christian kids prayed her out of the high school. Spirit mediums are under God's sovereign control. Now, what about practical application from 1 Samuel chapter 28? Don't turn to the occult when God doesn't answer. Don't turn to the occult when God doesn't answer. Let me ask you, did you ever feel like God was not listening to you and didn't care because it seemed like he wasn't answering your prayers? Listen, there are many good reasons why God is silent at times. But it is not because God doesn't care. It may be that we, like King Saul, are disobedient and unwilling to repent. Whatever the case, don't turn to the occult when God doesn't answer. Even believers are vulnerable when they think that God doesn't care. Some have turned to the occult for answers, as King Saul did. Don't. Stay away from witchcraft and astrology and fortune-telling and hypnotism. Don't let your kids even play around with things like Ouija boards or tarot cards. These things are open doorways into the occult world of the enemy. Don't turn to the occult when God doesn't answer.